they see me now. They hate when I'm around. Gotta get this cash right now. I can't lose. My family need me now. For all my bros like Recording from downtown Nyack and somewhere in South Jersey, I want to welcome you all back into the Third and Soul podcast. I want to say that you all know where to find this podcast because you're listening to it right now. So I'm not going to list all the places where you can find it. But I do want to say I am very happy to be joined in a recording full of podcasters, meaning that I've got both Cole and Anthony with me. Uh, Anthony, how's everything going and where are you actually in South Jersey? I'm actually home today, so it's actually oh. nice to be home for a change and not on the road. So, but I am in the cars. It's a little cold. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate when you have a house filled with people and you can't be as loud as you want to be at a quarter after twelve in the morning when you do a podcast recording. So, exactly right. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be a gentleman, and just do it in the car, baby. That's it. There's a, joke there. There's a joke there somewhere. I just don't know how to make it. Somebody call Ryan Reynolds. He'll make a joke. <laughs> and Cole, how are you doing, buddy? Everything is good. Everything is good. You know, getting ready for the Super Bowl. Excited to uh, watch it on tape delay when I come home after work when the game is over. So yeah. Hopefully uh, everything works as I, as I hope because I'm not going to be able to yell at the TV as mm-hmm. it's happening. Well, you know, so, it's just you like better extend that recording. Good. You better extend that recording like three hours because the weekend's going to perform like a whole album. Probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. You try, yeah. And, Ro- and Roger, Good- Roger Goodell like jumps out of the skybox and like tackles him. <laughs> like with, a fuck- with a fucked up face. Yeah, right. This guy is so funny yeah. with that. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. We're going to be spending a lot of time talking about the Super Bowl, our predictions, our predictions for the score and all that type of stuff. But before we get into all that, we're going to talk about a little bit of basketball, starting off with the fact that the, uh, you know, all of us have decided that the uh, Brooklyn Nets are our favorite team now, or at least Anthony has told us that that's the case. So we're going to stick with that. But unfortunately, our, our Nets lost to the Washington Wizards. Yes, they did. And I want to give Anthony a moment to talk about that. I didn't have a chance to talk about that game um, because it's been two weeks since we've recorded, but the Nets were up by five. Ten days, ten days, ten days, ten days. Has it been that long? Just ten days. not so bad because the the game was just literally on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So. The Nets are down by five with six seconds left. Bradley Beal hits the three to bring it down to two. Joe Harris inbounds the ball in a panic. The ball is stolen. Westbrook hits the three. The, the Wizards take the lead, and the game's over. Hmm. My wife is like, what just happened? I said, oh, she was watching with something you. crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> kidding me? She watches all Nets games I mean, most of the time. Oh, man. But, hey, listen. We lost that game, and then we turned around. And we beat the Clippers at home. So, yeah, are there some win. issues? Absolutely. What's that? That was a quality win. It was a quality win, but you can't spell Brooklyn Nets without D. Get it? They don't <laughs> yeah, play exactly. D. No, there is none. <laughs> See what yeah. I did there? I, there yeah, is yeah, no yeah, D yeah. in think, Brooklyn Nets. We all caught that one. We all caught that one. You know, so, that's the funny thing, but it's true. It is very true. Other than that, the Nets look good. Three All-Stars. Kyrie is literally unguardable. No one can stop that guy. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been watching lately. He has been playing lights out. Mm-hmm. And he's been playing defense. He's probably the only one playing defense, I would say. Well, like you, said, you, you can't, like, you can't, like you said, you can't ask Kevin Durant to play uh, defense right now. He just can't do it. Or shouldn't do it. Did you call him Durant? Durant. Yes, I did. Did you say Durant? Durant. Durant. That's that romantic depot accent, huh? Oh, please do not bring that up on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Durant. (laughs) The Durant 2000. Durant Stimulator 2.0, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, 
whatever. They lost to the Wizards on Sunday, and then they turned around and had a quality win against the Clippers. And they actually played defense in that game. So mm-hmm. um, it's looking all right. It's looking all right. But let's put it all this right. way. The Nets' next test, um, I believe, is tomorrow uh, against OKC. So that should be a pretty easy, solid W. Interesting matchup. For like- actually, correction. I think they uh, – I actually am wrong on that one. They play Toronto tomorrow. So that should be tasty. Even though yeah, Toronto man. is having an absolute ugly start to the season, yeah, playing yeah, under 500 yeah. basketball. But who would have yeah. thought? You look at the standings right now, and the Nets are in third in the entire Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah. They're probably going to be the upper top two teams, I think, by the end. I mean, honestly, well, I they're also coming off. Of so. Well, didn't Van Vliet drop like 54 points the other day? Yeah. Most points by an undrafted who- player in NBA history. <laughs> against the Orlando Magic. Oh gosh. Yeah, I guess oh, I'm not, saying, not saying much, but either way, he's he's still dropped the, the points. I mean, anybody who can drop fifty points is pretty good. But I mean, I've been watching a lot of games so far because I've just been, you know, trying to. Leave. I recorded a couple times of the games, and I recorded that Wizards game. You know, and like the Nets are scoring so many points. Like they're scoring like. 35 points a quarter or 40 points a quarter. Like, it's insane. Like, they but put I mean, a, isn't they put, is, 100, they put 146 up against Washington and still lost. And lost, yeah. But they I mean, isn't anything. this what you both predicted? It's just like the Nets are always going to be able to put up points because they've got three of the best scorers that have ever existed in the league. Not even like mm-hmm. currently, but three of the best scorers that have ever existed in the league playing on the yeah. same team at the same time. So it's just like, like you said, one of them's always going to go off. You can't double team three different people at the same time. So if all three of them are on the court at the same time, somebody's going to go off. And you guys yeah. called that, and this is exactly what's happening. Yeah, I mean, the other night, like, uh, I guess it was a game against the Clippers. You know, they combined for 91 points, Durant, Harden, and uh, Irving, Kyrie Irving. And, like, I think Irving had, like, 39 points and, like, he did. If three guys have 90 points and then like the rest of your team only has to score like 35 points, that means, you know, you're, you're talking about the rest of your team is like another five or six players in rotation combined. They can only I think James Harden, 35 points. James Harden had a triple double in that one too. He did. Yeah. He's already had a couple of so 12 far. boards. And I think he had like 12, 12, 13 assists, something like that too. He's up yep. there. And it's it's like exactly what you guys said early in the last podcast, where it's just like these three players will account for 90 points a game one way or another, yeah. no matter who's the one that's going to score 40 and who's going to yeah, score 20 or, and 20. Yeah, it's just like right. they're going to account for 90 points every game. And, you know, you guys have been very right about that. Yeah, I mean, like they have – I think they said they had – the num- well, right now they're the number one offense in the league, obviously, but they have like the number one offensive rating, like – I guess like points average per game essentially mm-hmm. in the past 20, 25 years, they said. Like oh, really? Had a more efficient – and their defense is the worst in the last 25 years. <laughs> like their rating is like 121 like per game rating or on offense, and their defensive rating is 119. So it's like they their only way they can beat anybody is outscoring them, and it's like – that can only work so many times, but I think overall as a, as a team, they're going to get better. Like kind of like how golden state used to be like when they were just pass the ball better and had so many shooters and scores on the court. I think it's going to be something like that. And, uh, well, super shumper is back with the Cape on. He's going to save the day. Super shumper. Wow. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was just not like, sure why they brought this guy back, man. Because he's the only one who can play defense. They have like zero perimeter that's a, defense. That's Joe about Harris, all they can do. You think Joe Harris can guard? Yo, Joe Harris, guard? don't hate on Joe Harris, bro. That guy can play D. Yeah, he can play like probably team defense. No one on the team can play defense. What about him? Play defense. He got just no one stopped anybody the whole year. I haven't seen anyone stop anyone. <laughs> I watch games. I don't know what you're talking about. They're like just trying to score, man. But it's just like it's it's funny just because like they really just put up so many points. I mean, like I'm watching this game now with the Lakers, and 
the Lakers were actually down. Like fucking maybe yeah. ten points. Like I think that right in the halftime and the start of the third quarter, they were like trying to come back and they shorten the lead. Now they're up by twelve. Denver only has eighty right now. And there's six minutes left. Dude. Eighty four points. How how hideous are those blue jerseys, by the way? Oh yeah. They're terrible. I can't stand them. Can't stand them. Yep. No, you see LeBron like on the bench while Frank Vogel's talking, he's like staring up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Frank Vogel just lucked out. Wow. I'll tell you what though, the Utah Jazz are balling right now. Yeah, they won like eleven or twelve in a row. I just realized it's they were the number disgusting. one in the West. I didn't even know. Yeah, they're seventeen oh, and five right now. They beat Atlanta tonight too. Atlanta. Yeah, it's funny. Like as of the first like month in this of the season has gone by, like all the teams that were really really bad last year are like respectable this year. Like the, the Cavaliers are like a tough team to beat right now. You know the Knicks are winning. But yeah, games. ask the Nets. They, they lost back to back games. Oh, I know. I watched the Cavs fucking spank them. This guy Colin Sexton. Thanks like, to Jared Allen. Yeah, now they got Jared Allen. You know, it's like all, all the bad teams, you know, Phoenix is a solid team now. They're going to make the playoffs. Like, these were teams a few years ago, like, they couldn't win 10 games. And now they have a chance to be in the playoffs. So, it's good to see, like, those teams and, like, the younger players, like, progressively get better. That's what they always talk about. So, you know, interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Golden State's playing better. But they Don't had Clay the Thompson too, right now. Yeah, I didn't think so in the beginning, but I think they're starting to come around. I think because Steph was taking a while to, like, play better, and now Steph Curry has been playing, like, really well the past few weeks. He's been, like, I think he's, like, second or third in the league in scoring right now. Yeah, how old is Steph yeah, Curry? The resurgence. Right <clears throat> uh, well, he's, like, what is it? 31, 32. Is he that old? Yeah, but you can't give him all the credit, man. Yeah. You can't give Steph all the credit. It's a, Let's uh, talk about the resurgence of Andrew Wiggins. Wow. Andrew Wiggins. That guy's balling right now, dude. Yeah. What about Kelly Oubre? He just dropped 41 tonight. Career high. Did he really? Yeah. And they won by like 20 points. I forgot who they were playing. But... Wow. Yeah. Golden State scored 142 tonight. Holy shit. And against Dallas, which I don't yeah, know what's Dallas, going on yeah. in Dallas right now. Yeah. Luca has become the biggest whining basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, the guy whines about everything. Everyone loves Luca. They're like, "Oh, MVP! He's going to be the MVP this year." He's not playing like one this season. Right now, it might be Joel Embiid as MVP. I could see that. Hmm. You just gave me an idea for a little game we're going to play later. We'll we'll get to oh, that. Great. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're aren't you just? Well, no, it's just like I want to, <laughs> I want to, fi- I want to finish the basketball conversation because this is going to be a conversation about NFL quarterbacks and stuff like that. So, you know, we we need to like finish what we're talking about here before we get there. Well, or did I, I just go ahead and end that, that conversation? <laughs> you kind of did end that conversation. I didn't mean to, but was there anything else that you really needed to say? Not necessarily because, well, I think I overheard LeBron actually passing Will Chamberlain for third all time in field goals made. Hmm. Okay. That's possible. Which is, uh, that makes sense. Absolutely crazy. And yeah. LeBron's probably got another six years on his career. So he's going to end up number one. Oh, Does I anybody doubt that? Oh, I know for sure he'll be number one. I think that's part of why he's going to continue to play, like, kind of like Tom Brady. But I just heard the craziest stack of the night. I was watching the Golden State game. Steph Curry now is second all time in Golden State. In the, I mean, in Warriors history and scoring, he's like seventeen thousand something points. Mm-hmm. And Will, Chamber, Will Chamberlain's number one with like <laughs> seventeen thousand something or eighteen. I think 000. that Karl Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar are the only two people that LeBron has left the past too. Think about that. Oh mm. yeah, he's gonna do that quick. No, but listen to how crazy this is. Kareem, I mean, Will Chamberlain, he scored 17,000 points in five seasons. That's not correct. That can't be right. Yeah. 
Yeah. He scored like over 3,000 something points a year because he averaged 50 points one season. Think about that. He averaged 50. But I think, he, but Will Chamberlain. He averaged he, 50 points had, a game for one season and 25 something rebounds. He scored well over. If you average 50 points a game and you play 70 games or something, whatever they played, like you're going to score over 3,000 points in a season. No, but it's just like 70 games times 50. That would only be, what would that be? Um, oh, God, my math's not going somewhere. That would be like, what, 1,400 points? No. Where's yeah. Ethan at? Ethan! Ethan, and it's funny. Ethan get the calculator. Um, so, so right. in the 61-62 season, is when Wilt Chamberlain scored 50.4 points a game for the Philadelphia Warriors. That's 3,500 points there. Okay, yeah. You're right. I got it backwards. I flipped it the wrong way. You're right. Say good then. <laughs> yeah, but, so I'm just – that's what I'm saying. But now, when I heard that statistic, I blew my mind. I was just like – because you got to remember when – there were the Philadelphia Warriors the year that he scored 100 points that game. He played mm-hmm. on the Philadelphia yeah. Warriors. They weren't actually 76ers. That, and then – they, they moved out west, I guess, with the ABA or some shit. And then that's when he went to play with the Lakers, I think. Or I forget what team he played on. He played on another team. And then he played on like what? the Lakers end his career before he retired. But he didn't play that long, though, I think. Because like, he played – like, Will Chamberlain did a lot of different things. But it's just crazy when you hear, like, those old statistics, like how – No, he played for the – no, he, he left – he left Philly with the Warriors to go to San Francisco, but I think he went back to Philadelphia to play for the Sixers. Oh, is that what it was? I think that's what it was. Because it went to – I know the franchise has changed, so I was like – I know he kept playing, but – and I don't think he went to the Lakers until the 70s. So. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. Through the 60s, he played there. But it's just when you hear those statistics, it's like crazy. Fair play. enough. Yeah, I had to say that. I had that little nugget in there. Yeah, sorry I got my math wrong there. But I was told that there was not going to be math involved with this podcast. So, you know, fuck you. (laughs) 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 Fuck math. (laughs) Well, it's just like like I said, there's a new math. We talked about that a couple of podcasts ago. So it's just like I'm not supposed to know how to do math anymore because they're teaching it a new way. So, you know, yeah. Congrats to all the kids that know how to do it because I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, with that, is there anything else you want to talk about basketball wise, or shall we jump into, you know, Super Bowl weekend? Yeah, no, I'm done with the basketball. Anthony, I'm excited you want for to say? Super Bowl weekend. I really am. No, it's funny. I'm actually shocked we had so much about the NBA to talk about because I've been so like gearing up for this Super Bowl. Well, I mean, it's just it's it's really one of the biggest Super Bowls that comes up in memory. I mean, of course, you know, two of us are Giants fans. You're a Jets fan, Cole. So, you know, you really haven't thought about the Super Bowl for I, I don't know, since before you were born. But oh, yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, it's just like we're looking at Tom Brady, the GOAT, going against Patrick Mahomes, the new, let's be honest. It's just like nobody has started their quarterbacking career better than Patrick Mahomes has. So it's just like it's a very, very intriguing matchup. And yeah, and I I don't, I, you know what? I want to throw it to one of you guys first. And uh, Anthony, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want to get, Number one, who do you think is going to win this game? And if you have any analysis or any insight into it, what do you think? Well, let's not forget these teams met in week 12 mm-hmm. uh, this past season. And I actually watched that game yesterday in its entirety. That um, game was insane. It was a great game, but let's put it this way. As far as kansas city is concerned they did a lot of their damage in the first quarter and they really didn't do much for the rest of the game they pretty much held on but uh cheetah had three touchdown catches that game he had two and two in the first quarter and then he had the other one in the second quarter Mm -hmm. so um i don't know it's 
this game is so hard to call, honestly, because I have downplayed Tom Brady for so long. Mm-hmm. And I, I just realized, you know, more and more how great of a player he is. Um, this one's going to be really tough to call. It's going to be a high scoring game. I really feel that way. Um, especially with all the weapons that Brady has at his disposal and obviously Patrick Mahomes being who he is. Um, I don't know. This one's really a a tough one to call. I I can't say I actually have a prediction quite yet. I'm actually going to come up with it at the end of the episode. That's how close of a game I think this game is going to be. Yeah. Are there any X factors that you want to bring up or anything that, you think is going to be a major factor in the game as far as a particular player or a particular, uh, you know, coaching scheme or anything like that? Well, I do think it's all up to Tampa Bay's defense and see what they're going to do because, you know, it's pretty much up up to them. If they can stop this offense and stop Patrick Mahomes, then, you know, it could be a different ballgame altogether. When's the last time a defense really stopped Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs offense? Like they're like like we talked about before, the Chiefs offense has not blown anybody out for a little, you know, for a minute. But it just seems like when they decide that, okay, it's time for us to go win the game, they can do whatever they want to. You know what I mean? Well, it's just like they're, the they're Raiders, not, if I recall correctly, had a had a yeah, one had time. an enjoyable time. One yeah. time, <laughs> one time. What did that really mean? And then obviously, and then obviously they, you know, they sat against, you know, the Chargers. So they pretty much sat everybody. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's their two losses all year. I mean, the Raiders did give them a pretty good number, you know, give them a pretty good beating though. But that game was yeah. a high scoring game, if I recall. I was like, I think that's going to be the model for Tampa Bay. I mean, that's how they play anyway. You know, they. They're going to try to run the ball a lot, and then they're going to take deep shots when they get, can get them and try to throw the ball deep. No risk it, no biscuit. <laughs> that is uh, Bruce Arians' uh, mantra. Yeah. No, but, I mean, I actually – I thought it was a funny thing. Like, a way to describe the game was, like, I heard a analysis say um, – he called it the goat versus the kid. That was, like, the, the building he gave the game. Because it's like, if anyone knows, like, what you call a baby goat. You call it a kid. A kid, yeah. So it's like a baby goat versus a goat. So it's like, I thought that was kind of like a, a funny, like, play on words to be like, oh, the goat versus a kid. But that's definitely what it is. You know, it's like, you got a player who's come out playing, like, the way Mahomes has. This is his second Super Bowl in a row. And he's definitely got you know, he's favored to win it again, you know, and I think he will. And I, I want him to win it again, like more than anything, just because I just don't want Tom Brady to win, you know? And it's like, Tom Brady's won enough for everybody. Like this guy's won more Super Bowls than like 75% of all NFL players who I've ever played, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, he's won more Super Bowls and been in more Super Bowls than like entire franchises combined, like their entire history, like decades, like, you know, so it's like this guy's got enough uh, winning. I'm like proud that I guess happy for the guy that he was able to do that because I didn't even think they were going to be able to get to the Super Bowl. But somehow, I mean, this guy, I don't know what it is. It's really like the Tom Brady effect, like makes everyone around him better and just like constantly like trying to, you know, motivate and like let everyone know what, the, what they need to do in order to like be better. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be close, I think, in a lot of ways. But, you know, the way I'm looking at the game, like analysis-wise, um, Tampa Bay is obviously not going to do anything like they did the first time. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, their starting safeties didn't play in the NFC Championship game. That's so correct. They're supposed, to, they're supposed to be back. Well, I mean, game, so. the one safety uh, got injured in the middle of the game. So, yeah. Yeah. And then other guy, I think Winfield, Winfield didn't play, and I can't remember the name of the safety. Yeah. So, you know, that's a big deal, obviously, playing against the, you know, the Chiefs. So, number one, I think they're going to try to run the ball, even though Tampa Bay's probably got the best run defense. But I think either way, they're going to try to at least establish some type of, like, run screen game. 
to like neutralize like the front guys on Tampa Bay. I think that's like their best part of their defense is like their defensive line probably. Uh, but I think what's going to happen? Well, is Tampa like, Bay has probably the best set of linebackers in the league, too, man. Yeah, their whole front seven is like insane. Well, they're ridiculously I mean, fast. Jack Barrett. They're ridiculously yeah. fast. Yeah, they can cover the sideline to sideline. Devin White, like, those guys come on. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, but you know, obviously <clears> the first they were they were playing. They all played in that first game in week twelve, and no one was calling their out their name. So you know, it's like when you got guys on the outside who are going to just fucking get open in three seconds. It doesn't matter those guys' names that you just called because they're going to have no fact whatsoever. But, you know, like Travis Kelsey is going to have a big game. Um, and I think Mahomes running the ball is going to be kind of like the X factor on offense. But on defense overall, like we know what Tom Brady's going to do, but I think the X factor is like Tyron Matthew. Like if this guy can um, blitz, like safety blitz, like and pick his spots or like disrupt plays, I think he can have a big – a big factor and like if he can sack Brady a couple times mm-hmm. then it, then the Chiefs are or even pressure him yeah no he's got to get him on the ground like he's got to get him and I think all, let's put it this way fans, Steve Spagnola fans, you know, has, has some experience exactly so, that's exactly uh, what I was going to bring up it's just like there's the Steve, Steve Spagnolo experience where it's just yeah. like yeah. you know the imperfect season 18 and 1 mm-hmm. where uh, the Giants you know went ahead and Beat the Patriots, and yeah. that was Steve Spagnuolo's defense, and he's that got a, long a very ago. similar set of defensive linemen. Where he's got yeah. Chris Jones, he's got Ward, and it's just like he can just keep sending line after line after line after these people, yeah. and they're gonna come. And Brady, and that was when Brady might look younger, but believe me, he was a lot quicker when he was twelve years ago than he is right now. This guy's a statue back there, like. Can you believe 13 years ago yesterday was 42, bro? Oh, that was it. I feel so old. No, but that's what I really think it comes down to. It's um, what the Chiefs defense can do about uh, against the Tampa Bay offense. Uh That defense, I actually believe with their pass rush and what they can do with that, along with what they have on the back end with players like Tyron Matthew, like you were saying, I think yeah. that, you know, they're going to present the same challenges. And I'm, and I know that, you know, these Tampa Bay Buccaneers of, you know, t- 2021 are, or 2020 are not the same team as the, you know, 2007 Patriots, but, you know, Spagnuolo is going to be throwing the same defense at them and that's what beat them. So, I I really have a hard time seeing as much as I believe and I agree with you guys that Tom Brady he is the goat. He is the greatest yeah. of all time. He elevates the team to another level that they never thought they could reach. You know, who who would have thought that the Bucks would have made the Super Bowl this year if yeah, it wasn't for Tom Brady being their quarterback? Yeah, any right. other any other person that would have been their quarterback, they would not have made it. I'm just saying that. But I think that they've met their match. I think that they've met their match, and I think that they've met their superior with the Kansas City Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes is, at least at this point in his, in his career, he's better than Tom Brady. Would you disagree with me there? No, that's not a question. No. No, it's not a question. But I also believe that the Chiefs' defense is a little bit better in situational, uh, you know, instances than the uh, Tampa Bay defenses. The Tampa Bay defense is good, but I don't know if they're good enough to stop what, you know, the Chiefs' offense is going to put out onto the field, where it's just like, you know, the way that they scheme up uh, Tyreek Hill, the way that they scheme up uh, Travis Kelsey – I I just don't know if they're going to be able to stop that. And when I look at, you know, all the, you know, the, you know, there's six different uh, components, you know, there's offense, defense, and special teams for both teams. Just like, I feel like the chiefs have the advantage in offense. I feel like they actually have the advantage in defense and they probably have the uh, advantage in special teams. 
So I really think that it's going to be a, an uphill climb for Tom Brady and the Bucks to actually win this Super Bowl. And I don't see it happening. As much as and especially I, as, if Kansas City like opens up fast and hits them with early TDs, I mean, the game's over. I yeah. mean, and if Tampa Bay I mean, does the same then, thing, Kansas City still going to come back and win. So it's like, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. It's just like it doesn't matter if uh, you know the Bucks can, can spot them two touchdowns, and then all yeah. of a sudden in the third quarter. You know the Chiefs can yeah. say, "All right, oh, we're, we're gonna four. we're gonna turn we're gonna turn the dial up," and then all of a sudden it's just like Andy Reid's gonna empty out his playbook, and we're gonna have like nine, ten plays that you weren't prepared for, and we're gonna score touchdowns on these. It, it's just gonna happen. That's yep. the way I see it. it it's just, I, I feel like there's too much talent on the Kansas City Chiefs side, and there's too much. I don't know what the right word for it is. Gumption. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's just like wherewithal. It's just like they are better. They're just better. And no offense to Bruce Arians, but it's just like, it, you know, if you if you ask me, who do I want? Do I want Bruce Arians or do I want Andy Reid calling my praise? Please. Yeah. I want I want Andy Reid. <laughs> nope. So it, it's just like that's just the way I see this game going. As long as yeah. Kansas City, and they have a tendency, I think they had the worst offensive line as far as penalties go all season this year. Um, as long as they don't get into, uh, you know, as long as they don't get into that that trap, you know, I think they got they were number one in the league in holding this season, if I recall. Wow. Um, so they passed, they as long the as those so boneheaded much. mistakes don't, right. As long as those boneheaded mistakes don't happen, I think they'll be in great shape. Mm-hmm. And let's just be honest about this. Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes for a second, <clears throat> if I may. It's just like, can you think about this entire season or even over the past two or three seasons, how many negative plays does Patrick Mahomes actually make? Does he make mistakes? Very few. He really doesn't. He makes and he really mistakes. has any he does he really has any missed throws. Like he might miss throw like one throw like every two games. Yeah. You know. You know, it's just like as good as Tom Brady is, and like we said, he's the GOAT. And he he deserves that moniker and he really is. But Patrick Mahomes makes fewer mistakes than Tom Brady does, and he throws the ball better. And you know, he can play off script better than tom brady does that's just a fact he's not a statue out there yeah he can do everything it just like you know there's a reason why when we did our quarterback draft that uh i'm not sure was it you cole that picked mahomes first i think so yeah i mean yeah there's a reason there's a reason why we did that there's a reason why that happened and there's a reason why you picked mahomes first he does not his football IQ is extremely, extremely, extremely high. He does not make very many mistakes. He is very savvy in the pocket. He knows when to escape pressure and he knows whether it's time to throw the ball downfield when he's escaping pressure. And he knows when it's time to, you know, use his legs and, you know, just grab that first down. And that's something that Tom Brady can't do. And I think that's going to be the difference in this game. I think that this game is going to come down to the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to run for two or three first downs where Tom Brady is not going to be able to do that, where he's going to get into pressure situations and he's going to have to either take the sack or throw the ball away. Whereas Patrick Mahomes, he's going to get into pressure and he's going to be able to run out of it. I think that's going to be the big difference in the game. Or make a throw a 50-yard touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, just by flicking his wrist because yeah. it's just like there have been few <laughs> arms in the NFL that. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but like my shoulder will like come out if I try to throw the ball 50 yards right now. Like if I was to walk outside right now and throw the ball 50 yards, I probably like need like Tommy John surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this guy just like flicks his wrist and the ball goes 50 yards. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the most unreal arms that we've ever seen. Yeah. Crazy. All right. So I let me ask you guys. 
All right. We, we've given our analysis. Of course, we're not sports writers or anything like that. So we're not as clued into everything. But Anthony, give me a score. Ooh, I hope I'm not eating my words here. Because every time I pick Tom Brady to lose, he ends up winning. Oh, <laughs> and it's almost like I feel like it's, it's like I feel like Vegas knows something we don't. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like. What are they giving? Uh, the they're win, giving the Chiefs three and a half. It's three, yeah. And okay. it's like, fuck. And let's put it this way. I wouldn't mind if Tom Brady won. I never thought I'd say that. Oh, God. But okay. whatever I can do to stick it to Belichick. <laughs> I don't know you if know Cole's I mean? too it's happy like about you saying point. that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a score. I think it's going to be a wacky one. Um, I'm going to say 31-28 Kansas City. 31-28 Not very Kansas far City. off from their Thanksgiving weekend matchup. Mm-hmm. So I say Kansas City wins by three. Whew. I don't know. All right, Cole. Tell us what you think. Uh, I'm thinking I, I'm, I'm actually going to go with uh, 38 to 34, Kansas City. Not far off from mine. Yeah, but I like the I think the score is going to be up in the 30s just because, like, there's going to be a point in the game where Kansas City is going to, like, I, I have a feeling they're just going to, like, score, like, back-to-back touchdowns within a quarter at least, and they're going to come out to, like, a, a significant lead, and Tom Brady is going to spend, like, the fourth quarter trying to come back as usual, you know. But Very much like their Thanksgiving game. It's not going to matter. Yep. It's how it is when you play them. It's how it should have been against the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers was too busy thinking about, you know, State Farm commercials. <laughs> get, 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 getting the Rodgers rate and Scientology and Illuminati and everything else. And Olivia. Yeah, well, she, she left him. Maybe that's why he's pushed up in the game. He's all messed up now. Yep. Once you go X Men, no going to the next <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess it's my turn. So I'm going to say I'm picking the same way that all you guys are. I'm going to say the Chiefs win, but I think it's going to be a larger margin. I think it's going to be something like. Let's say I'm going to say it's going to be uh, 35-16. 35-16 wow. Chiefs win 35-16. because 35-16 because the uh, no Patriots faith. no Patriots and Brady baby. No, I'm going to say that they're going to go for two and miss it. You know. So <laughs> That's that's where I get that score. But, you know, it's just like I feel like the Chiefs are going to prove that they are the new dynasty in the Mm -hmm. NFL. And honestly, there's no reason to not believe that. Yeah. I mean, do do you think I mean, do you guys think that the Chiefs are going to become a dynasty? For sure. They don't have no reason why. Absolutely. Andy Reid's still going to be coaching there. I mean, eventually the, you know, their offensive coordinator is going to find a job. But as of right now, he's still there. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, all the players are in contract. They're all still young. I see no reason why they're not going to be around for another five years. Go to like three more championships at least. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Is there any interest in commercials this year? I heard. I really haven't even thought about it. I've heard a lot of companies yeah, I, I have actually backed out of it. Amy like, Schumer's doing one for Hellman's commercial or Hellman's mayonnaise, apparently. Oh that's the only one that I've heard about so that tells you my level of interest well apparently there's going to be a special uh, cameo appearance by Daft Punk (laughs) during the weekend's performance oh man I can't wait because I think the rumor is the weekend is performing his whole new album that comes out tomorrow oh wow on the halftime show so he's spending eight million dollars on the Super Bowl halftime show. Wow. Hmm. 
That's crazy. I wish I had that kind of money to spend on a Super Bowl halftime show. Mm. All right, so let me ask you guys a couple of questions. Does Uh-oh. for in the Super Bowl, does Tyreek Hill go over a hundred yards? Oh yes, absolutely. Okay, that's an absolute. What about Travis Kelsey? Yeah, absolutely. So both of them are going to go over a hundred yards. They have the last two weeks yep. anyway. So I don't see why not. Just wanted to throw that question out to, there to you guys. Yeah, because it's like Travis Kelsey there it is. gets like eight or nine yards, ten yards every catch, mm-hmm. and he and he gets ten, the ball like ten or twelve times a game. And oh yeah, kill him, as we know, you know he gets. He usually gets about 30 yards a catch. So it's like he only needs to catch the ball like three or four times, and he has 100 yards. It's like, yeah, these guys do it. But, like, that's the thing about it, like, why I like it. Just, you know, talk about the offenses, but it's like Kansas City is just so much more creative when it comes to what they do. And the creativity, I think, is really what sets them apart. Like, not just the talent, but, like, the fact that they're actually tricking people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you have that capability as well as like the fastest people in the league, and then it's like I don't see a reason why you could lose. All right. So uh, the next question: Does uh, Patrick Mahomes, between running and throwing, account for more than three touchdowns? Oh yeah, yeah. More than three. I'm not saying three. More than three. More. Oh, more than three for sure. Yes, I bet that's, that's yeah. a good bet. Knowing so, Andy Reid's style of offense, yeah, maybe in the first half he has it. <laughs> so it sounds like your score predictions are not correct because if he has four <laughs> touchdowns in the first half, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know. You might they could go scoreless in the third quarter. You don't know. Like, no, but it's just like it's just gonna, like the the way that you predict the scores, need, man. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. It's typical. It's typical Kansas City football. They're going to come out on fire in the very beginning yeah. and do absolute dick in the end. Yeah. Well, actually, this year they usually start off slow, and then it's just like in the third and fourth quarter. That's when they, yeah, they you know, up. catch on fire. All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, we're down by a touchdown. All right, let's yeah, just we'll go ahead good. and turn our offense on, and you know, you can't stop us. Mm-hmm. I can't see this game ver- being very different than Week 12's game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to let Tyree kill do, do I mean, literally the first quarter, the game was over. Like, just try to come back the rest of the game. It didn't matter. But, like, I don't think it's going to be that extreme. But Tampa Well, Bay it looks like they're actually going to have Sammy Watkins back for this. They still can't guard him. Yeah, and if Sammy Watkins is good about it. But and, you know, it's just like he had, he had, like, one of the greatest playoff runs in history last year. So it's just like if he's healthy for the Super Bowl, watch out. Oh, yep. Totally changes him. For sure. For sure. For sure. I'm excited to see how it's going to be play out. Yeah. So it sounds like all three of us are picking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, Sorry, Tommy, but uh, it looks like none of us really uh, are picking you to win the Super Bowl, even though we think that you're the GOAT, but yeah. it's, not, it's time for the new guard to take over, and I think Patrick but every time I, I, But every time I predict that he's going to lose, he wins anyway. So. so is that meaning that you're saying that you think he's going to win the Super Bowl, or? I don't know. <laughs> That's how tight this game is. <laughs> but uh there's a bunch talk of about matt you want, you want to talk but i was going to say Stafford i was going exactly i was going to say there are other things in the nfl that we need to talk about as far as certain trades so the first one the one that actually happened <laughs> stafford is now a ram and goff is now a lion wow well goff's Weird. career is gonna die yeah, it's just like not saying who could have seen this coming, but who really saw this coming? I did yeah, not really. I, I couldn't have guessed that this was coming. Not in this way, manner, especially yeah. with the uh, you know Lions sending over as many picks to the uh, Rams as they did. I did not yeah, see that coming. It was terrible. 
the Rams won't have a first round pick till like 2027 or something like that. This year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They haven't had one since 2016 when they picked Jared Goff. Like, wow, just crazy. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. The, the Rams kind of like they obviously have a, ownership has a lot of money. Like, they don't care about the fact that they're going to be paying like Todd Gurley and Jared Goff like 15 million dollars each next year to do mm-hmm. something. But it's like they're just investing way too much, and you know, Stafford's like he's played for like 10 years now, I think at least. I believe he's, he's 31. He's not he's, he's not that old. He's 31 or 32. Yeah, he's so not, he's got another yeah. decade. No, uh, well, not everyone's going to be Tom Brady. I mean, he's got another five years. Well, I mean, he's got another at least eight years, let's say. Maybe five years. He can't do oh, Even if it's five years. Yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, I get it. It's like whatever they realize out of Jared Goff, they get like who the person he really is. I mean, they've given him enough time. They had a great team. You know, he went to the Super Bowl and shit the bed. Like, i never seen a quarterback, like, more nervous to play in a game, like, ever. Like, this guy did nothing. He played like he was fucking in Pop Warner. Like, he wanted to go home and, like, eat a hot dog or some shit. Like, this guy was <laughs> He was done. Like, he did not care. He was just like, oh, man, we're going to lose. We're going to score three points, and I'm okay with this. Like, he had, like, zero competitive fire, you know? Like, so I get it, but it's just like, why pay the guy so much money then and then they get rid of him, you know? So there's just a lot of bad management, you know, hopefully it worked out for them. They got a great team. I mean, they had a solid offense. They got, I think a good young running back now, like Cam Akers is playing. He might be like their new, like Todd Gurley next year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be on my fantasy team probably. So, but like, well, they definitely have a run heavy offense for sure. So yeah, compliment him very well. You got a quarterback now who's a legit, like, He's got a legit arm, you know. He, not that Jared Goff couldn't throw, but his accuracy was always suspect. And well, it wasn't accuracy. Stafford, it's right? just like he just had an average NFL arm. Yeah. Matthew Stafford has an elite arm. Yeah, he can make throws that not everyone can make. So it's, it's like, just like some of the throws that I've seen Matthew Stafford make. It's just like there's only two or three quarterbacks in the history of of the NFL that I've seen make those throws. Yeah. Being honest. You know, he's got that type of arm talent, and he still does. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, I guess they still got to have the best defensive player in the league. They've still got a solid overall defense, probably the best cover corner in the league. So, they got the best. Well, I think the whole reason why they. I think the whole reason why they brought Jared Goff to Detroit is because Brad Holmes ended up going there. Mm -hmm. Because Brad Holmes is what the. The, the VP there or the GM of the Lions who actually was with um with the Rams the last seven years. Oh, when they drafted him, yeah. So he's good then. Yeah, I think that's the guy that drafted him and I guess I don't know, he sees something in the kid. So Yeah. I mean that's my yeah. only logic that, that could possibly be the case. So. Now 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 you guys press me into something else that I want to ask. It's just like all right, cool. Mm-hmm. As far as like the strongest arm that you've ever seen in the NFL, who would that be? The strongest arm. I'm not saying the most accurate, but I'm saying the strongest arm that you've ever seen. I mean, aside from just saying, I would say, um, like who can throw it the furthest or like the strongest, like the hardest throw. Exactly. The hardest throw. Because Probably that's more college. important because every, every everybody everybody that's a quarterback in the NFL could step back mm-hmm. and throw it 70 yards downfield. They all could do that. Yeah. But it's like, who could throw a hard wire 45 yards, you know, yeah. to the outside, you know? I, I've seen Colin Kaepernick do that, honestly. So that that's who you would pick? I wouldn't pick him, like, saying, like, you know uh, – I mean, I, I guess it would – I don't know. It's kind of a tough question because I'm like, when I'm thinking about players, like, I know that, that's why I asked it. <laughs> I didn't well, ask it because it would be easy. <laughs> I, it's not really easy. I, I, I find I, it to be a very easy question. All right. Who would you pick? Brett Favre. Brett Favre. 
Favre. Brett Favre certainly Favre. had the hardest fucking – and Dan Marino's yeah. up there too. Yeah, Brett Favre. Yeah. I mean, he definitely would be like have the strongest like ball like the, coming at you, like being able to catch it like – or like being like glued onto you. Yeah. I only say uh, – well, I just remember when they used to do that sports science shit, like they like measured, uh, you know – ball speed of quarterbacks and like I remember Kaepernick being like the top of the league like when he played mm-hmm. but you know gotcha. anything over like 45 50 close to 60 miles per hour football if you're throwing a football 60 miles per hour I mean that's like fucking standing like a foot and a half in front of like a jugs machine like trying to catch it like coming at you yeah like that. You know, it's like a 60 mile per hour of football is like a a hundred and like eight mile per hour back baseball probably, you know. So it's like, dude, I you know, come to think of it, John Elway threw pretty hard too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I'm in my mind, it's like when I think about it, I'm like, that's why I have like a hard time when I thought. I'm like, I'm thinking like guys like throwing like for distance or like a certain thing like that, <laughs> like. Okay, so okay, so say say it's a twenty yard, say it's a twenty yard out. Yeah. And you want the quarterback that can throw that bullet. Yeah, that yeah, the that hardest. Rocket. Yeah. So who would it be? I have to say it was definitely Brett yeah. Favre. Yeah, probably be young Brett Favre or even maybe a young Elway who used to John Elway had a strong arm yeah. too. Oh yes, like he did. Yeah. You know, you even throw Jim Kelly in that list too. Yeah, for sure. All those Nicole, who is your answer? I'm going to go with Elway. You know why? Because I had the Vortex. <laughs> so, mark it down. Mark it down. <laughs> and he threw that out of the stadium. Yeah. But, All right. So, Anthony, same question. And I know you threw it out there already, but who would be your answer there? I would definitely say Brett Favre. Brett Favre? It would be a toss-up between, it would be a toss-up between Brett Favre or Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Marino had a hell of an arm, man. Yeah. He threw hard. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I think for me, it would probably be... I think it would be Elway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, far as, as far as the one guy that I would trust to throw a 15-yard out as hard as humanly possible... <laughs> I think I would choose John Elway. You know, it's just like he he would throw that. It wouldn't even, there would be no arc to the ball. It would just literally be on a straight line. Yeah, like a a pitch. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, he played baseball too. Just like he he even like said to the Colts, he's like, "Eh, if you draft me, I'm not going to play football. I'll just play baseball. Yeah. But it's just like I, I feel like John Elway, 15 yards away mm-hmm. on an out route, he could throw that ball on a straight line and it would hit the receiver right in the hands and it would be like a freaking bullet. That's what I would say. You know, I think, come to think of it, I think Jim Hartz, who played for the Cardinals in like the late 70s, who? he actually had Jim Hartz. He okay. had a 98-yard touchdown pass that the entire – 98 yards, that ball was in the air. Get no impossible. yards after the catch. That yeah. is not That is yeah. correct. Look it up. I know. I, I, I remember reading something like this when I was a kid. I swear Cole, to God. Cole, is this correct? No, I don't know about this. Dude, <laughs> I had a book called The Golden Age of Pro Football, and I remember that name. Jim Nobody Hart. has ever thrown a, a football question. 98 yards. I'm just saying that. Dude. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Nobody's ever yards, done yards, bro. No. No, that is just not like, happened. dude, just like Mr. Rogers was a Navy SEAL, bro. For, for, for <laughs> Mr. <real>. Rogers, <laughs> yeah, bro, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rogers, how did we get here? I don't know. I just I, I, I sent us down this path. Sorry. <laughs> it, it started with the it started with the John Elloway vortex. Yeah, well, I guess that's and ended at Mr. Rogers. Yo, 
Although my, se- that, my, second choice, one? my second choice in this thing would be Jay Cutler. Not saying that he's a wow, great quarterback. Right. Oh, no, I'm not All saying right. that he's a great quarterback, but right. if you honorable want. Mention. Yeah, honorable mention. It's just like if you want a 15 yard out zips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, while he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but am I wrong? Am I, I wrong? Like, that arm. That, I feel, I feel am like I wrong? Jay Cutler. Yeah. Am I wrong? Jay that arm, on that arm was. That arm was. Ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. And it's I just like, and, I know what and, you mean. And I'm gonna bring this play up. Remember when he rolled out to his left, and then just took one step and threw it 70 yards downfield to Javon Walker. Yeah. Not. Right. Do you remember that play? Yards. Jay Cutler is on a Not lot really, of but I've seen him do a lot of. I've seen Jay Cutler make some crazy throws though. Yeah, this is when he was uh, on the Broncos. Denver. Yeah, it's Denver, just like he, he rolled was... out to his left, Shane took a few throws. steps, and then just took one step and launched it seventy yards downfield and hit mm-hmm. Javon Walker in stride right into the end zone. Yeah, that was one oh. of the most impressive throws that I've ever seen. So. Oh. Jay Cutler would make my list. He's not number one, but he's up there. He's up there. It's funny because, like, when you, when, when you first said the question, I was thinking about, like, how far someone threw the ball, like, distance. And I was going to say RG3 because I, like, remember when RG3 came out? I was like, I've never seen anyone throw the ball, like, further downfield than RG3. This dude used to throw the ball at like, 80 yards. Like, Yeah, that's true. But you, you can, can say the same up. thing about let, – let's talk about Michael Vick. Well, Michael Vick would do the same thing too, yeah. Yeah, but it's just like I think you all know what game I'm talking about, where he was playing the Redskins, and he just like oh. stepped back and <laughs> let it go to Sean Jackson. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That throw to yeah. Sean Jackson, where it's just like, oh my mm-hmm. god! It, it's just like, what are you supposed to do against that? It's just like I had him hey. on my fantasy team that game. He he gave me sixty points that game. I'll never forget that. <laughs> It was one of the highest, like, total, like, fantasy points, like, fantasy point games in, like, the history of football. But if we're talking about arm strength, um, we, we, we really should bring up Randall Cunningham, too. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like, yeah. even, even Bill Belichick, you know, coined the oh. term GTFB, which do you know what that stands for? No. GTFB? GTFB, no. Get the fuck back. <laughs> that's what that's literally what he told his defensive backs when he was uh yeah. the defensive coordinator for the Giants. It's just like yeah. when you're playing against Randall back. Cunningham, no matter what you think is going on, get the fuck yeah. back. Because yeah. he can throw that ball Good over throw your head. <laughs> yep. Well get the fuck back. Get the fuck back. GTSB. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he still uses that to this day. I, well, I mean, it's just like who does he play against that's like that? Oh, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, they get smoked. <laughs> yeah, but um, along with talking about where Matthew Stafford's, well, the whole Matthew Stafford and uh, Jared Goff trade, where do you think uh, Sean Jackson's going to end up? Because he's not going to be in Houston next year. It seems very clear that... Go the Jets, baby. Yeah, I think Deshaun Watson's got to go to the Jets. Is that what you want, or is that what you think? It's what I want, and it's what I think. He he wants to play there, but I feel like the Jets have the most to offer, because the Jets are going to have two number one picks, two first-round picks, I mean, and they can give up Sam Darnold and... Houston probably would like that, you know. They want to go back to the good old boy days and have a good old white quarterback to play down there. The grandson, <laughs> of, grandson of Dick Hammer. You know, so like, I can already, I can already hear it. Deshaun Watson to Allen Robinson for the touchdown. Yeah. Right. Can you hear it? Can you hear it, bro? Oh, you want him to go to Chicago now? I think he, I, no, he's gonna he's gonna no. I'm saying Allen Robinson's gonna sign with the Jets as well. Oh, that's possible too. Yeah, I'm just he's saying that a free I, agent. Yeah, I think that he's gonna go, end up going to the Panthers. The Panthers. Ugh. Who? Allen Robinson? No, no Deshaun Watson. 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 Teddy B over there. 
Yeah, they got rid of Teddy B. He only had one year, right? Or he just gave him like a yeah. bullshit contract. I don't know what his contract was. I think, yeah, I think he did uh, only have a one year deal. You may be right. That's it. Done and one and done. Mm-hmm. Nah. He's might going to the Jets. Might keep him as a backup, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's so many possibilities right now, like like what's what's going on. I mean, like, they've they've mentioned it's just like let's be honest, it's like Deshaun Watson, it's just like there's probably 17 teams in the league that should be like thinking about this right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just like there's a lot of teams you can think about. You can think about everybody from the San Francisco 49ers, the uh, Carolina Panthers. You can think about the Jets. You can think about a whole lot of other teams. The Jaguars. No, not the Jaguars. Jaguars are going to get Trevor Lawrence, and that's that's where they're going. Yeah. But, I mean, you could even talk about the Saints. You could talk about the Falcons. You could talk about, you know, like I said, 50% of the teams in the league should want Deshaun Watson as the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Imagine he was on the Saints. Oh my God, he'd be throwing for five thousand yards and 50, 40 touchdowns every year. Yeah, think about that. Deshaun Watson on the Saints—that oh, would be ridiculous. Yeah, with the you know Sean Payton calling plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, and having Brees and was, still having Taysom Hill. Yeah, Drew Brees to like new, fuck new things up and throw fucking three thousand yards. Drew Brees has a noodle arm. He can throw over 3,000 yards, I think. Mm-hmm. Watson. Yeah, Drew Brees is on the Chad Pennington level as far as <laughs> yeah. like arm strength. Right now, he is. <laughs> at, the, at the end of Peyton Manning's career, when that 15-yard out looked like a fucking duck flying south for the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like no way talking. Quack, quack. Are you Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not Peyton Manning and Chad Pennington are not going to be on anyone's arm strength list. Although Chad Pennington was my dog, though. Throwing and... 20 yard lob passes at Wayne Krebet. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. with that, I'm trying to think if there's any other quarterbacks that I want to talk about. You don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers today? No, because he's staying in uh, Green Bay. He's not. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. oh, oh! You're talking about my love for the man. Yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna win MVP. So you know, good for him. Did you? Are you clean shaven now because they didn't make it to the Super Bowl? I'm not yeah. clean shaven. I actually have a mini mustache. Gotcha. You got a landing strip. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but uh, no, no, no. There's uh, absolutely nothing that I have to say about Aaron Rodgers because he's going to be staying in uh, Green Bay. That's not a. <laughs> that's not a question. So, with that, I think it's time for us to bring this podcast to a close. Yeah. Unless Cole, do you have any final thoughts? <sighs> No, I'm just uh, excited for this game and can't wait to see what happens. Fair enough. Anthony, what about you? Wednesday, March 3rd, 8 o'clock on TNT. The Black Tornado, Shaquille O'Neal, is in a mixed tag team match on AEW Dynamite. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. (laughs) He's really doing it? Oh, man. That's gonna be hilarious. And he has, and he has been in wrestling before. He does, yeah. But, Ethan, 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 can you make sure that you put this at the beginning of the podcast because that's kind of interesting. There you huh. go. Way to go, E. Good job, buddy. Round of applause, Ethan. Ah, been with us for so long. Hmm. Ah, what a guy. Yeah. All but yeah. Is- Wednesday, March third. 8 p.m. Shaq, the Black Tornado O'Neal in a mixed tag team match going against Cody Rhodes and his wife. Should be hilarious. Should be great entertainment. Cody Rhodes, baby. The American Nightmare. 
you don't care. It's going to be hilarious, though. <laughs> I actually would have watched that for sure. You should. It's going to be pretty funny. My God. Was, uh, but was, on a side was, note, yeah. listeners enjoy the Super Bowl. My bad call. I was about to just go with my uh, ending there, but you were what? <laughs> no, I was just... I was watching inside the NBA last week when he got challenged by the dude Cody Shaq did, and he had to like call him out on the show. Uh, so it was just funny. Yeah, I actually watched it on AEW tonight. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> well, another teaser for the audience to get ready for. It. Let's go Nets, baby. That's it. Play some defense. Fuck, Tor- <laughs> Fuck Toronto. Play- exactly. Play some defense. I feel like mm-hmm. with basketball, especially with the Brooklyn Nets, it's a uh, defense optional. So, yeah. you know, that's yeah, just what absolutely. it is. But uh, mm-hmm. on behalf of Anthony and Cole, I want to say thank you all for listening to the Third and Sold podcast. You know where to find this podcast because you've already listened to it. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell you where to find it. And then I'm just going to say on behalf of Cole and Anthony, take care, guys. Bye-bye. Peace and love.